0: Welcome to BitStorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Hello. Good evening, Trevor. Uh, and in this Daft Punk Memorial episode, we will be uh, doing purely robot... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we are going to use what three words again. hmm Trevor, do you want to tell everybody what, what 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 three words
1: (laughs) what what three words is what three words is an application where the developers or someone very smart has divided the entire world into three meter chunks and then assigned each one of those three meter chunks a different set of three random words so we thought it'd be good to grab those three random words and use them in our usual sort of game design idea. In
0: our usual fashion, as we have been known to do on a weekly basis for four plus years. Uh, yeah, that's exactly it. So we're going to take those random words, we're going to turn them into game designs, and you're going to listen and hopefully laugh, enjoy, lament the fact that they do not exist. Mhm. So Trev, do you want to go first? I can go first. Drop me your words. So,
1: I'm going to preface uh, preface this with these words remind me of a certain game that we've talked about before but not on the podcast. So,
0: we might be
1: able to we might be able to go there. So, the three words are puzzle, refuses, crystal.
0: Puzzle Refuses Crystal. Are you referring to the very first game that you and I ever ever
1: discussed pitched and together? We we pitched it while sitting at your place. We talked for about four hours on this, and then decided to start up a parenting podcast six months later.
0: <laughs> yeah, rather, <laughs> rather than, than the, the game design podcast right
1: that we we could have well That's been right. known. That's right. We
0: for. we did get here in a roundabout way. Okay. Uh well, let's take what we remember from that and. Obviously, the, the experience we've had since then of, of riffing on these ideas, uh, yeah.
1: So, the initial idea that I came up with back then was that someone, at the very start of the game, um, basically gets trapped in a cave. Um, all they've got is a lighter, and they hear from outside, oh, just hang there, you know, we'll, we'll fetch help. And, of course, you being the typical gamer, you turn around and start walking into the cave.
0: Yeah, because you're a game, you're a game protagonist. You're not just going to stand around. Jeez. No.
1: What sort of game would that be? I'm, I'm, I'm imagining that it's kind of like, um, nowadays you do that whole thing of if you wait for twenty minutes, just like in some of the, um, some of the Far Cry games, that, you know, help does arrive and and you know they save you <laughs> and, and you, you get an ending, and you get an an ending,
0: but you miss out on the rest of the game.
1: Yeah, so. The idea was that this this whole place was basically going to be filled with these magical sort of crystals that uh, that gave you different energy powers, like mm-hmm. fire and water and, you know, some electricity sort of stuff. And you, we'd basically sort of build up the puzzleness from it.
0: Yeah, it definitely had a sort of portal puzzle type game feel of, of building up and combining these mechanics as we went. Uh, it was, I believe when we originally envisioned it, a first-person uh, First-person sort of perspective. Public. Yep. And so I think we had sort of that they would also just react to the different elements, and that's kind of how they'd start combining, right? That a yep. certain crystal might, like, grow when it, uh, it comes into contact with fire yep. or something like that.
1: Yeah, so basically you had a crystal there that provided the power and then you had receiver crystal sort of thing. So mm. that's how you sort of... Um, you knew that you had to sort of link the firepower to to the fire receiver and then the water power to the water receiver and you couldn't cross them over and all this sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, so are you envisioning that it's just like an energy beam going between them, or is it more that if one crystal touches the other there's some sort of reaction? Um
1: I'm now I'm now sort of seeing it with not necessarily an energy beam, but it's sort of like whatever the element is that it's sort of dealing with. Um, so in fire, it'll shoot out like a flamethrower sort of thing. So once, Mm -hmm. once you connect it up, you know, you can maybe bounce it around a couple of times to try and get this, get this flame to, to hit the receiver, but then you've got to then work out how you're going to get the water, you know, jet, how you going to arc it over the top and, you know, try to, try to hit the, um, hit the receiver that way. And then, you know, you've got to get electricity through there somehow and
0: yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, so will will one type of crystal then have different effects depending on the energy that hits it? Like, is it that sort of thing? Where, oh, okay, the blue crystal. If I hit it with water, it's going to like grow in a direction. But if I hit it with fire, it's going to like sh- it's going to launch something off. Like, it's going to launch out a, a projector or something.
1: Yeah, I think I think you you definitely have you know, your fire receiver, you've got your water receiver and you can tell by the, the look of, of the, of the sort of thing, like maybe a fire receiver would be, you know, like a campfire sort of set up. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the water receiver would be like a sink of, of some description, you know, you can sort of see the drain in the bottom and, and, you know, electricity re- receiver would be, you know, some sort of radio tower looking thing that has like metal yeah. on top and
0: like a, 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 um tesla coil or something yeah yeah cool
1: i think the 3d perspective would give you a little bit more idea on what you could actually do it's sort of like i remember there being quite a few you know laser um laser directing games but they're always in that 2d perspective having Hmm. that same idea in a 3d perspective you know kind of changes it up a bit which also sort of brings it into into some of the Portal 2 puzzles that you had the laser and all that sort of stuff but by having it as different elements that actually can interact with each other and you know if electricity hits water it basically spreads everywhere within the water and can short out the the water for a little bit or you know if if um, water hits fire it can actually you know sort of stop the fire from actually rec- making it to the receiver as such
0: Right, yeah, so uh, I could envision a situation... But
1: electricity hitting fire wouldn't actually do that much, so that would be okay to sort of hit.
0: Yeah, I could envision a situation where you're sort of setting up these cascading effects where, you know, you've got a flamethrower that's bursting out and you need that to to power something essentially because the receiver's receiving it, but you also you need to get through like a second door, which only goes when it's not powered. And so then yeah. you have to, you have to have another crystal going that sets the water off, but that needs to also, that needs to essentially be on like a delay, like, or a, a sequence or something. Um, and so that might be like where the electricity comes in because you, you know, the there's a pendulum that <laughs> that blocks that beam or something every, you know, three seconds. yeah, uh, And then that's sort of the solution to your puzzle. Yeah. I like that. That's cool.
1: And you know, it's just sort of like you have got a few different ideas that you could, you could have in there. You could even have like some, you know, a magical uh, crystal and, and receiver, and that you know requires you know some sort of ritual to be, to be performed or something like that. That uh, will set it off going for a little while. Um, right. And it's sort of like, yeah. You know, it's sort of like the last thing that you sort of want to do because um, the ritual only lasts you know twenty seconds or whatever.
0: Well, that could be a good way to have some sort of delay on what is essentially a, a circuit with these different, you know, types. Yeah, I could imagine having some sort of visual indication of uh, you know, the power that's built up in this in this ritual crystal that starts yeah. to drain as soon as you stop and then you need to go and because once it's unpowered, it's going to close the door that's whatever. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, other one that I can think of straight away is like a just- Literally a light or laser reflecting sort of one where where you're actually you know sending down the 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 beam that has to hit like a mirror or something like that or or some sort mm. of some sort of solar panel. So it's like an ancient like solar panel, that
0: but- yeah. Well, you could even like because I'm now thinking that you could have these ritual crystals almost interact with, uh, and I mean they would anyway if they're if they're powering other crystals or whatever. But you could. You know, you could have the timer one, you could have one that when you, yeah, like when you power it up, it it inverts the signal sort of thing. uh, Or like, yeah, like uh, on a timer, inverts slash lets it through or blocks or lets it through. You know, maybe it's like a rotating mirror or something, right? Because that could really, you could actually make some of these fairly tricky with needing to get the timings right and... Uh, yeah,
1: so you want the magical to be connected to receiver one, so that it turns the mirror um, x number of degrees. But then it needs to stop after after this by you know interrupting it with the with like some um, hitting it with water, and that sort of diffuses everything. And then <laughs> you know you can- yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, that's cool. I feel like you could you could go pretty deep. You, you know, with those sort of puzzle games, it really helps to have. Just those basic building blocks that you can then, yeah, like, experiment those different puzzles with, I think.
1: Um, so, in our, in our true form, um, you know, typical bitstorm form. In our true form. In our true form. We like to have some narrative going behind it. So, let's delve Mm -hmm. into the narrative. Why are these crystals here? And is this part of some ancient device or something like that?
0: Um... Good question. Maybe they turn out to be uh, like living beings that you've been setting on fire and drowning. <laughs> um,
1: I mean, what what comes to mind straight away is this is sort of like ancient alien technology that mm-hmm. you know is sort of when you get right down to it, like these are these are sort of little remnants of, of the technology and the further that you go in, the, the more difficult it gets because effectively these are traps that the aliens have set. Basically, they've got a storage room of of all this mm-hmm. sort of stuff and th- this is supposed to be logic puzzles to stop you from getting there.
0: Yeah, I do like that idea of, particularly within the sort of more complex crystals that ha- that might have timers and triggers and, you know, negation and that sort of thing, being more advanced alien technology,
1: yeah, and you know it just it, it gives it gives a reason as to why you want to explore this because it may actually you know answer some questions and yeah and ask more and then
0: <laughs> and then you get to the end and it's just some nerdy billionaire who spent all this money making it look like it's aliens because he's a alien nerd mm-hmm. and he goes, yeah, you won the prize. You. And he shoots you in the face. <laughs> sure. i
1: got to make it harder next time. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Um, okay. My three words from the very centre of Australia. I mean, I don't know if it's the literal centre, but in that approximate area, deep in the desert. Eyelashes. Simulation. Hens.
1: Okay. So is this a hens night simulator?
0: <laughs> uh, it could be My, my mind was thinking I just couldn't get past the image of hens with eyelashes So
1: this is a hens, hens night
0: So it- So it's, it's actual animals It's actual They're on animals. the farm Um, mm-hmm.
1: and so they've, they've all put on, you know, the, the fake eyelashes and, and makeup And they're going out for a night on the town All the chicks Um, <sighs>
0: uh-huh <laughs> and uh they've of course because they have all of their cock based paraphernalia yes um,
1: um you know you you've got you know the what's you've that? Your crest so you got the crest you've got uh whatever the thing is
0: under the you, is it a waddle I don't know yeah I don't know no I think it's got a different name uh yep you've got your um your like party blower that does a cockadoodle do yep uh, but that one literally is shaped like a penis. Yeah, uh, I don't know what a chicken penis looks like.
1: It's because they don't have one. They've got cloacas.
0: Well, but how does the
1: cloacas are weird dude? Don't Did even cloacas ne- just cloacas just like
0: dock together. It never never look juices. into it. Never look into it. <laughs> All right, I won't Google cloacas. I, uh, is this perhaps maybe this is because of simulation? Is this like a cyberpunkish sort of world where? it's actually humans, but they've gone into this simulation for the hens night where they look like actual hens.
1: Okay, so these chickens are going out on on the town. Um, Yeah. All the cock paraphernalia.
0: The cock paraphernalia and the cloaca paraphernalia. Uh, Yes, and so is this, I guess, is this like a, a narrative sort of thing where you're getting to know these... These hands and their different situations. You've got obviously the one who's about to get married to somebody. You know, is it about just moving from bar to bar and p- putting in a whole lot of animal puns <laughs> as we <laughs> as we explore the relationships um, around that?
1: Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of thinking like one of the bars is based on the three little pigs.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's got like three different se- three different sections. Like the VIP area is all bricked, and you sort of your dance floor is uh, made of sticks. Yeah, and then you just all hang out on the hay at the bar. It's like hay bales.
1: Yep. Um. Okay. Cool. Is the bartender a wolf in disguise?
0: Yeah, it's just a gimmick. Like he's a wolf wearing like sheep's clothing. Yeah. Uh. But that's like he's a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> he's actually a sheep wearing wolf's clothing, wearing sheep's clothing. It's kind of a meta thing. <laughs>
0: yeah, they they really go in with the with the meta stuff there. It's a bit it's a bit obnoxious actually, but they've got good drinks.
1: Yeah. Um. Oh, Ben, tell me tell me about some of those drinks.
0: Uh, well, you've got the huff and puff. Oh, yep, fantastic drink. Of course. Uh, you've got the um the chinny chin chin. Uh, yeah, which you know you drop sort of a, a leaf of uh, it's got some sort of herbs that go into it um, mm-hmm. to be like the hair, the hair on the chinny chin chin.
1: Oh yeah, the hair of the dog that bit you, sort of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that ties into, of course. Yeah. Um, you've got the, uh, I mean, you've you've of course got the bricklayer. Oh,
1: of course, of course.
0: That you, you don't drink too many of
1: them. Um, you've got you know logs on the beach. For, yep. for when you want yep. to get away
0: yeah that's got um that's got one of those like uh cinnamon sticks in it and of course hay sucking cowboys so um. yeah uh, so definitely definitely check out uh, the three little pigs bar um, and and while you're there like you know you find out that uh Jemima yep is you know having a hard time with her boyfriend uh, who, who oh, it's such is such a cock. actually. A t- well, it's funny, he's actually a turkey. Ah, uh, yeah. And he just He he was just strike, strike, strike. Yep. He's he was striking out like so many times, but he, now he, he tried he tried all going he wants for to so do is, many
1: so many new jobs and kept on striking yeah. out three times, yep.
0: All he wants to do is sit at home and gobble gobble, gobble, gobble uh food. Uh and we won't get off the couch. Hmm. Uh and then the uh you know, the bride-to-be, of course. What's her name? Uh, you know it. Lucille. You've seen- <laughs> Lucille, yeah. You're talking about Lucille, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about Lucille. Talking about Lucille. Uh, you know, she's having second thoughts. Yeah, I mean, Rick- Ricky, she-
1: you know, just... He, um... <laughs> he's always... <laughs> he's always down to mm-hmm. that club and... and- you know never never wanting Lucy to go anywhere
0: that's right he and you know they got into this so fast she was just st- struck by his strut mm-hmm. and uh his cock you know, of the his, walk as it were he is cock of the walk down at that club of his uh and that's where you end up of course that's the final you know bar that you you get to
1: yeah ba- basically he doesn't realize that you're going out for for a girl's night and he sees you turning up and you look just amazing. And
0: yeah, I think there's a big romantic kind of thing at the end. Cause him- the whole, the whole course, you know, Luce, Lucille's been, uh, second guessing and wondering. And, uh, you sort of realize that Ricky's been spending this whole time, uh, you know, ang- anxious as well. And they see yep. each other and you can just, you can, tell. You-,
1: you can tell, you know, you can feel that love yep. in there tonight.
0: They're just, they're going to make uh, a great meal together. <laughs> just a real meal of a family. It's <laughs> not a good pun.
1: They're going to really spice it up. <laughs>
0: they're going to spice it up at least 11 times. Um, definitely. <laughs> and uh, sometimes, you know, Lucy might just... Give him a little nickname in bed and uh, she likes to call him the Colonel. Yeah. All right. Trevor,
1: <laughs> what are your three words? Nothing oiled
0: unto. <laughs> it's like little song lyrics or something for some weird sexy song. Uh, nothing oiled unto. Yes. So I, th- I think oil and I think
1: oil paint or i think oil on the road you know there's there's a whole heap of mm. you know even even the business of oil and how is running out mm. so we can we can have a bit of
0: some sort of fossil fuel fossil
1: fuel um you know 300 years in the future and and the know.
0: last oil pump runs dry
1: well i i think the oil oil has been out for a long time but it's but it's sort of like these people come across um, sort of like this old, this old like cave of some, of some description, and they find these old automobiles that you know they can tell that they're automobiles because you know they've got car uh, they've got wheels like like they um, people remember this is a de- this is <laughs>
0: there are no wheels. Well, I, I'm Three I'm picturing that
1: this is all. Um, you know, in a, in a brand new green future, and they're sort of like... They, they find these old, busted-up cars, and it's sort of like...
0: I just... I, I love the idea that green cars don't have wheels.
1: They fly everywhere. They're all maglev.
0: Right, so this like, hover maglev technology. Yeah. Okay. So wheels have been forgotten.
1: Yeah. They're like, what... Oh, these must be wheels! That's what I remember hearing about
0: Mm, mm. all the rubbers like uh, just decomposed away and so they think that they just drove directly onto their rims
1: and of course because it's all maglev and basically steel is somewhat magnetic and therefore it levitates as well you know
0: they managed to get get this working they managed to get it working but they
1: can't actually get it to move anywhere because it's just like spinning the wheels because there's nothing
0: to gain traction (laughs) (laughs) So, is this just a- is this a game about a group of teenagers joyriding in the future on this, like, ancient old vehicle? Or at least starting off that way?
1: At least starting off that way. But, of course- Okay. They're trying to find a- a fuel source that they can actually, um, connect up with this thing. Because they've only got X number of petrol left. Mm. And, you know, the the engine somewhat seed, seized when they first get it. And they, they sort of, they managed to get it moving with some vegetable oil. But it turns <laughs> out that they actually need some some real, like, fossil fuel oil.
0: Okay. So, are they... What's their purpose, though, for for needing to get this running, I guess? Is it just because they want to fuck around with it? Or is there some real reason...
1: I I like the idea that it starts off that they just want to fuck around with it, but it sort of gets into a little bit more, a little bit more serious.
0: Hmm. Well, I'm just thinking like, I mean, fossil fuels are presumably banned in some way, or I mean, they're obviously not used on on any sort of large scale. Has the knowledge just been completely lost or... Is this something that's still talked about, like, you know, in the dark ages of- the I, I do like automobile. the idea that they,
1: they do still talk about it, you know, you go to an ancient history museum and they they talk about, like, the the old pumps of, of Texas and all this sort of stuff and-
0: Yeah, our ancestors were so fucking stupid that they nearly destroyed our whole planet just so they could get from A to B. hmm Thankfully, you know, we came to our senses, but we keep these vehicles in this museum never burning the actual fuel, of course, to remind ourselves of those dark days. Mate, do they have to break into the museum to get like there's like an old fuel canister in there that's behind the glass as part of the display?
1: Yeah, I I kinda like the idea that there's like in this in this Um, ancient history museum you find like four perfectly preserved tires and you and you find you know a a canister of of fuel and it's the only fuel uh, known throughout the um throughout this world
0: yeah is this like an can this be like an open world-ish sort of gta style thing so you just get you get to do a lot of driving
1: yeah Um, um so i think what it is is you are working for a collector this collector wants a working car basically he wa- he wants this last one he's willing to pay you a lot of money for it
0: mhm what uh what sort of car is it
1: i don't know i i really want it to be you know like just something that we would consider really shitty yeah like a datsun 120b or like you know some sort of some sort of <laughs> horrible Horrible car that now uh, that nowadays we. Go, it's uh, oh it's God, one of those horrible.
0: Volkswagens that like where they're faking the like fuel efficiency or whatever or the catalyst or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually like super super bad for the environment.
1: Uh, or it's a VW Be- Beetle, so it's got yeah you know it's one of those typical sort of cars. Yeah, I like that. Basically, you you sort of have to go through this cave when you break into it it turns out that it's basically sort of like an old car museum or or some sort of garage that has sort of been encased in rock through, mm. you know, centuries of, of like, well, re- replaced sand and all this sort of stuff through all the dust storms throughout the years of that were caused by yeah. all the all the burning of the fossil fuels.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is this like the, is this like the, post uh, post world of our uh, our universe from last week with the space elevators and stuff not oh. <laughs> when they've actually resolved everything and could be yeah you know. okay so I mean we uh, you probably want to be doing a fair bit of driving in this car then as the player. Um, so we need to put some, some barriers to them actually getting it to the collector or is that just the first step and then the collector turns out to be some like crime baron. Yeah. There's no reason why
1: we can't be driving like regular maglev cars that just sort of, Mm. you know, go around and it's sort of like your first half of the game is reassembling this car and getting all the bits and pieces that you sort of through, through doing some of, some of your other missions, you're sort of working out, you know, you really need this money because you know, such-and-such such is sick and needs their medication and the medication is not cheap and all this sort of stuff. Mm. Uh, pretty much showing that, you know, this world, even though it's so green and all this sort of stuff, still has the same... They still
0: of- haven't figured out universal healthcare.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and and the fact that they've got replicators, but the replicators can't, can't replicate um, medications. Basically, they've been locked down so that the only thing that you're really
0: paying for is healthcare. <laughs> so basically we've still got a capitalist hellscape. It's just not uh, haunted by climate change anymore. Just all of the other issues with capitalism. Well, except for food. Food
1: is free because you got the replicators. You know, you can you can use them and you pay a nominal fee and
0: that, that basically that
1: gets you your service for the for the month.
0: Well, yeah, but if you're if you have to pay for it, then if you don't have money, you're going to starve. Still,
1: oh, but that's the thing. It's it's you know you you work and you get this as as part of your you know part of your package for working.
0: But is there UBI? Because if you can't work for various reasons or so there's not enough jobs, well, then all you get is the slop. You know, it it, <laughs> it all works. <laughs> so they they do have. <laughs> there is free food for everyone. You won't starve. You just have to eat like the raw protein. Exactly. Uh, it just it's it's just vaguely formed. Into it's grey like protein, shape.
1: and it tastes like grey.
0: Tastes like grey.
1: Yep. It's grey.
0: <laughs> That's
1: what Tony right. the Tiger says.
0: <laughs> it's grey. Uh, thanks, Tony. Uh, I'm glad you're still in three hundred years. Selling uh, Formless Protein
1: <laughs> At least it's protein now Like before it was just sugar He stepped up
0: Yeah true they don't put sugar in there that's why Everyone oh, just has a, Just a little bit just Reverse little bit. diabetes I don't know <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes sense <laughs> Reverse diabetes Alright Soil and grey is people <laughs> My next three words. Scan heartfelt feuds. So heartfelt feuds kind of grabbed me. Yeah, I like cause, that. Because I, I like the idea of a very personal feud and, and exploring that narratively. Now, whether So, so is this a family feud? Could be a feud between families. Yep. To determine, to, to, to determine who, uh, which family is right, they've actually gone out and surveyed a hundred people. Uh.
1: <laughs> so. For- it, it, it's actually, it's actually continuous, um, it's continuous, like surveys out there on the net you know when whenever you go to like youtube and you see a survey come up every now and again if you fill that out basically this is this is um you filling in the survey for the game
0: is this this a feud between two families of fucking influencers and so (laughs) social media influencers and they are constantly surveying their uh the followers to sort of prove that they are the uh, the better, mm-hmm. you know, that they are on the right side of this feud.
1: Okay, um, you don't have to continue with this this whole thing. You can go back to your original idea of heartfelt feuds,
0: right? Yep. So, that, um, literally, dude, I was just joking. <laughs> one family is the Emders, and the other. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, the other word I got was scan. So, I'm sort of wondering if there's some sort of... Ooh. Or do we do we even, like, bring in a, a sort of double entendre there with heartfelt where it's something to do with someone's heart? Like, a heart problem or heart attack and the scanning has something to do with, like... Yeah. With that.
1: I mean... When you said scan this time, my my mind straight away went to the movie Scanners, where they've got, like, the mind powers, and they, they like, have these mind battles and all this sort of stuff.
0: That could be cool, too.
1: Um, and Heartfelt is literally you feel the heart grow bigger and bigger and bigger and explode out of your chest.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I like narratively some of the stuff we've got. Let's sort of figure out, like, for... For a family, like for really getting hitting home on that, this is a feud between these families.
1: Ooh, ooh, okay. It's these two um, leaves of a family tree, so they okay. they've got like a single like patriarch matriarch at the top, yep. and there's two different leaves of of the or branches, or branches that are sort of yep. one is one was of of a daughter, so they've got a different surname or one was of a of a son, they've got the got, they've got the family name. But they're still within within the same family. But yep. basically it's all come to a head that the um matriarch I'm thinking matriarch of the family sure. um has had a has had a scan and, you know turns out everything isn't going so well. And so they're sort of brought back together and it sort of ignites old rivalries. I'm mm. thinking it's in like a rather distant future again um, sure. where people are actually lo- living a, lo- a lot longer. So the matriarch is actually like 150 years old.
0: Yeah. You know, sort of like yeah. the great, great grandmother. This- and then they've got, so you've got like multiple generations, like two yeah. or three or four, even generations here um, who, who are, who are coming to, to sort of, yeah, get together for this. I like that. I'm I'm getting, and this is not directly related, I'm getting a very like knives out kind of vibe.
1: Oh yes. I fucking love that film.
0: That sort of like tension and the family dynamics in there. And, you know, some people are really nasty to others and, uh, you know, some people have alliances even perhaps across the branches. Um, yep. You know, maybe there's some kissing cousins in there.
1: <laughs> oh, no, no doubt. There's going to be a Romeo and Juliet sort of, sort of group in there and they're very I mean once down you're four
0: the- I mean that's it once you're four or five generations on and and, and on the and there's enough genetic tree, mingling in there
1: like from other yeah. from other groups
0: absolutely okay I like that how do we how do we play it out then is this I almost like the idea of because obviously, that, that's a lot of people, so we'd probably narrow it down to a smallish group of those who are the sort of the main characters. Yeah. I kind of like the idea of regularly coming back to a scene in, like, the sitting room or something, or, like, where things play out, things get discussed, you've maybe got dialogue puzzles or something, you've maybe got different things, and then it goes off, like, everybody sort of goes off for a while and does their different things, and then... I don't know whether it's then the next meal or something like, or everyone gets together. Cause I just, there's something I feel about sort of asking the questions of all the people at that time. Okay.
1: So it, what if it came back to like this family sort of dinner that happens? Um, grandmother is sitting there and that's actually the matriarch. Like this is, um, mm-hmm. this is pretty much when the family sort of separates you, this dinner that they're at, and everything that goes down over this whole this whole time is what ignites this feud. So basically, okay. as you go back to it, you see um, it escalate a little bit further, and then it escalate a little bit further. And
0: let, and it- oh, so you're thinking going back like each year or something, or each like over? Well, what a long I'm thinking is time, that, or- that
1: there is a single event that happened, and at the start of each chapter, you find out something new about that event.
0: Oh, I see. So it's a singular oh, gotcha.
1: event that um that caused this fracture in the so family. So sort of a f-
0: a flashback to that event and each chapter you get the next sort of you section. You get the next
1: little section and and you also
0: or or from a different perspective. Yeah, or- from
1: from like the first time you hear it's from, you know, sort of sort of your um your grandfather's perspective who was the son of the of the great grandmother mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, so you hear it from his perspective and then, you know, as he befriends one of the other cousins on the other side, you know, you find out the story from the other side and then you, yeah. as it goes, you eventually find, you know, a recording of what actually happened. It was like the the simplest little disagreement. That oh, of course. It's some
0: stupid misunderstanding. Yeah. Yeah. I like that, that the whole game is essentially unraveling the source of this feud and and it's that's like c- that's really cool. <laughs> basically
1: the sister didn't want to pass the pass the um, the gravy or something like that, and it accidentally got spilled onto onto like the brother's wife's you know new dress, and it caused this huge thing. Yeah, but and it then was like, like and then like not the, malicious the other all, sister
0: yeah. misheard gravy as crazy, and she's like got you know she she got really offended by that and. You know, raised the stakes a bit more. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I do like that. It's sort of a sequence small, of misunderstandings. But, but the- um, It's essentially it's essentially an episode of Fraser.
1: The story gets embellished over all this time. You know, it's sort of like this massive fight breaks out and, you know, there's cups and saucers being thrown all over the place. And- oh,
0: yeah. And I love that you see that played out in each person's perspective.
1: Like, and that are all so very different. And then when finally- you know the the great grandmother or whatever on a on a deathbed in her will. You know she's lived a she's lived a really good life at 150 odd, mm-hmm. and she finally says, "Here's the recording from the night," and it's just like the simplest little thing, and everyone goes, "Oh, that's what it's all about." <laughs> and it's sort of like it's not diffusing that's it. That's what it's, it's all
0: about. It started with the hokey pokey, and it ended on yeah. that.
1: You put your no. cup and in, you put your cup and saucer out, you throw it at you pour- your sister. And-
0: <laughs> you pour the gravy on your wife and you shake it all about. Uh, no, <laughs> I, no I, I like that a lot. I think that, yeah, essentially that in between each of those things, you're basically, you're going around, like everyone's gotten together for the first time in decades, basically, because the grandmother's dying. But you as... Maybe, like, a younger member of the family, and you're just like, why, why are we in this feud? Like, why do we all hate each other? You're essentially sort of going around and investigating and, and talking to people, Ooh. and then maybe bringing up evidence that you find to other people to sort of get- to sort of move the story forward and, and unlock another perspective, perhaps. Okay,
1: your character is in university. Mm-hmm. So, got a got little bit of, you know, the- they're technically an adult, but they're still in school and all this sort of stuff. And one of their classmates also happens to be, you don't realise this at the start, but also happens to be, like, the cousin in your family. So, you're actually related somewhat. Yeah. You're actually being friends at, at this university. And
0: and it's not until this, this dinner is called or whatever that you...
1: That you realise you, that you're actually related because... That you're actually related. And, and basically, it's from there you're friends with them and you're trying to figure out all this stuff. And I, I think you can, like, hint at it a little bit. Like, oh, you'd never believe my family, like... Yeah. You know, and...
0: Yeah, you have a little bit playing out in the beginning where you're sort of... You're flirting. Maybe we don't go full on that they're, like, together just to avoid some of that stuff. It's, but it's all innocent. Yeah, it's all innocent. They're, they're, they're getting to know each other and, yeah, they're sharing stuff about their family, uh... And I don't know if it comes out then or, or until they, or maybe as part of that conversation, it's like, oh yeah. Like everyone's getting together this weekend to, cause my grandmother or my great, great-great, great, my great, great grandmother is, is, you know, finally on her deathbed. And they're just like, uh,
1: well, uh, what I, what I like is, is maybe they haven't heard about this yet. So, oh. so, you know, they're, they're just like, yeah, this is okay. And then when they get home, it's like, oh yeah. They you-. get
0: a call during the conversation.
1: Well, no, no, it's sort of like they, they, they go back to their dorm and that's when they get, they get a, an email and it's literally, it's that impersonal that it's like, oh yeah, can you make yourself available this weekend? We're doing some family stuff. You know, they don't even tell you what it is. And then when you finally go, you realize that it, you're actually at the same thing and.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. that that's, that works. That works.
1: But then you can basically, um, the idea being that you can choose between the two characters, maybe. And you can flick back and forth between the two characters. And then you've got sort of like that whole... You've got
0: one on each side of the family then who can kind of... Investigate. You you
1: basically decide that, you know, as far as you're concerned, this whole thing is stupid. You want to get to the bottom of it and basically try and meld this family back back together.
0: Mm. I do like the idea of you having a family tree that you can switch to that gets filled out with, like, information and notes as you go around and investigate this stuff.
1: <laughs> Return of the Oprah Din style.
0: <laughs> I was—I don't think exactly that. Do- I was thinking that when I said it. <laughs> but no, I don't think... Because we did that last week, even though actually this is, this is yet another, like, <laughs> sort of setting that could work well with that. No, I think it's more just, like, as your note-taking tool. Like, I don't think you're, like, trying to figure out who everyone is because, like they your family you, you know generally Well like, you don't know you the know other who, you side You know who No but it, So like you're, you you're basically
1: You're trying to work out the other side Without talking to your cousin
0: <laughs> But why wouldn't you I think I, I don't think we need to go down that side I think it's more just <laughs> As you talk to someone They do get their <laughs> Like they get their name And their picture and stuff on there Like part of it is exploring that Like you, it maybe starts as a blank family tree But it's not that you're trying to like Match them up and fill that out It's more just as you talk to them those relationships become clear to the player yeah. um, and get filled out so that they can reference them back, essentially. That's really cool. Yeah. And, and so, cause then you, you sort of, you both, you, as you switch between the characters, you're filling out each side of the family tree. And as you manage to talk to everyone, you've sort of seen all these different perspectives and maybe presented evidence from one side to the other to, you know, have them realize that they were wrong about something or whatever. And then finally you get, to talk to the the great-great-grandmother and she tells, you know, says how it all actually went down. Um, Yeah, I like that. Hey Trevor, what three words?
1: Trio, tomorrow, recover.
0: Ooh. Trio works well from a game perspective because I just like, like there's a pretty classic thing of having, you know, three... Characters with with perhaps different strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Um, Trio Tomorrow Recover. Yes. Hmm.
1: I mean, my head keeps on going to like a dude wears my car sort of situation. But I kind of like the idea of staying away from that. (laughs) As much as it lends to a lot of cool things. Although... so (laughs) A three person dude wears my car.
0: (laughs) Well, I went to... I immediately thought of, uh, Day of the Tentacle, where you've got three people at yep. different times working together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a dude wears my car sort of thing where you're trying to unravel it from, th- from before, during, and after the whole events could be interesting. Oh,
1: so one, one character is yesterday, one character is today, one character is tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, maybe they're, like, yeah, either they're the same character or some sort of time travel thing has happened and they're, like, trying to figure out across the time stream. I don't know. But it could be interesting actually switching between that same character in those different time spaces mm-hmm. to, yes, like, figure out a sequence of, of events, essentially. Yeah, basically you memories. you can't
1: quite work out, you know, where you hid the key until you go back to today and then you see that you know you thought oh i reckon the best place to hide this would actually be behind the bread bin so mm-hmm. then in tomorrow you can go oh yeah i hit it i hit it behind the bread bin here it is right here like
0: yeah so you're essentially like setting up memories coming back to you in the future or in either of the like tomorrow or today by Solving puzzles and doing things in yesterday or today yeah for for the future, but then
1: you know things can somewhat go circular in in the fact of if you find something in tomorrow, there's a chance that you could also find it in the same place yesterday,
0: well, I think you'd have to and
1: and it and it becomes that type of thing where you know you can change things in um. Yesterday and it's not actually affecting tomorrow as such. It affects today, but doesn't affect tomorrow. And then you can sort of like
0: Because this because there's a chance to reconcile that difference today.
1: Yeah, something like that. So I kinda like the idea of having that <laughs> having that sort of feeling of okay, so I kinda know that something's going down, so therefore I know I need to put this item back here for for the person tomorrow. And you can have that as something that just automatically happens at sort of like the mm. end of the story. That, you know, the, t- the today person basically... Well, I, things back I like
0: place. the idea of playing with that. Like, I am thinking of this, and probably just because of the data technical reference, but I'm thinking of it as a bit of a point and click. Oh, yeah. Um, Because I do like that idea of, okay, I need to solve this puzzle tomorrow. But the only opportunity I've had to, like deal with this item I need is yesterday. So I'm going to put it in this place and it's going to be there tomorrow. But then you go to tomorrow and it's not there. It's like, Oh, that's because there's some puzzle I need to solve. Like some sequence of events today. I haven't seen yet. Essentially. <laughs> you can really actually going to kind of fuck around with
1: everything that's going on. <laughs> but I do like the idea that, uh, for some reason it's this, uh, the character is actually the same in each of these time periods. That yeah. basically his conscious is shifting between the three time periods. So he's oh, he's actually okay. aware of stuff that's going on.
0: Right. I wasn't sure if we were going to do that or just that it was sort of the player essentially solving this thing. I, I
1: I do like the idea sometimes of, you know, the the player knows things that the character doesn't. But I mm-hmm. think this would be a pretty cool idea to actually have it that... The player themselves can sort of use some sort of mind power to to flick back to to yesterday, and then it's like. Well, wait. Wow. So
0: then, the player is an actual character as well. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That I, th- I thought you were talking about, like yeah, the physical ego, person playing
1: it. Whatever you
0: mean, yeah. like the the main character, the main character can,
1: that you are playing um, is physically
0: m- moving through, is moving their consciousness through those times. Yep. Yes. Do they, do they, is this that they wake up tomorrow in that dude wears my car style and fit and realize they have this ability? Well, and, um, and they go,
1: I, the last two days were a blur. Like, the last thing I remember is like being hit by this radiation
0: sort of thing. Right. <laughs> and, you <laughs> or know, it's like, it's, that. Yeah. it's
1: like some sort of MacGuffin that you yeah. you hit by. And effectively, you can only start to remember things when. You see something on the fridge and it says, yesterday you were here. And you you look into there and then all of a sudden it teleports you back there. And it there shifts and, you
0: back to that and then, yeah. And
1: you yeah. go, hang on, I was just... What's the date? I was just over there. So you know now that this ca- yep. this consciousness has been sp- split and they don't know things in tomorrow that you... like So you don't have that, that whole thing of, of course they'd remember what happened yesterday and they...
0: No, no, yeah, well, because they've lost that memory, but I think essentially then, as they start regaining stuff and playing through these different sections, then obviously they need to remit, like, Yeah. yeah, so they essentially know, like, you'll play through a bit of tomorrow and then jump back to yesterday, then they know that those things are going to happen in two days, essentially. Yeah. But... Uh, so the issue there, I guess, comes from we'd need to bring in things where it's like they can't make use of that knowledge or they can't change things because of that knowledge, because it's still essentially meant to be a memory, right?
1: No, I'm th- I'm thinking this is a quantum sort they- of event. Okay, that- you're
0: thinking they're actually like changing the timeline.
1: Yeah, I've effectively. Okay. Everything that happens in this thing is for them to get through this this time period, and it's- Kind of um, just a quantum event that's actually happened.
0: Okay, so it's not okay, so it's not that they they can't remember what happened in the last two days. It's that their consciousness has been like smeared over three days. Yeah, <laughs> something happened, and their consciousness in the, on the quantum level got spread and smeared over these three days, and they're trying to make their way through it. And and as a re- so
1: at first you can only sort of travel between things when you actually you see something that mentions Find some like connection, a date yeah. and a time. So basically you can you can travel to any of these sort of date and time sort of things. But then when you get to a certain stage in each of the days, you can actually at will change between your characters and it's basically I'm thinking it's everything that happens before midday. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You know, it's, it's sort semi-controlled of like you, where- you're semi controlled by the by the system, but after after midday it's sort of like each time is just ticking over. Um And it's, it's at predetermined periods, but basically as you go further, you know, you're, you're sort of reaching the late afternoon and then you're going. Well,
0: and I think, I think in that very, um, classic adventure game puzzle tree way, that makes sense where you essentially play through three relatively linear puzzle trees, one in each day. And then, yes, it opens up and you've got a number of different puzzles that you can tackle in different orders that might interconnect in some way with, and are present in each of the different time, time streams. Yeah. And then, yeah, probably, like, narrow that down again for a finale where they're all starting to merge. Maybe you get some weird merging stuff happening um, where it's not just, you know, the past affecting the future, but you things are existing in two places at once or, I don't know. Yeah. Two times at once or whatever. But
1: then, you know, one of- I think what happens is as you read something, your eyes kind of glaze over and get like a, a bit of a, a glow to them because I think one of the final things that actually happens is, you know, you wake up on, you know, and it's three days later from, you know, a yesterday point of view. So, you out, yeah, outside of these th- this three-day period, you've woken up and... But then you see something that's happening in two days' time or you see something that's happening in a month's time and your eyes start to glow. And so so it's sort of like, so essentially like everything is not too. quite over yet. This could actually you know you you've got to be very careful. Sequel? Yeah, effectively. <laughs> but you know, it's then, you know, eyes start to glow and then it cuts to black, sort of thing.
0: Yeah. The sequel is set over three years. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I know, there's just something that that rings true about um, having a character who is literally Only knows what, um, what you, the player knows. What the
0: player knows, yeah. But, but gets to work in those different time periods. No, I think that's a really, I think that's a really, uh, great setup for an adventure game. And you could do some really cool stuff with characters where, because like, while you obviously have control in these different time streams and might be able to change some of this stuff, like, you see a character yesterday and you see a character today and they're just like, I don't know, they've been completely beaten up or, like, they've completely- They completely changed by tomorrow or something, like, different things. It's like, whoa, okay, what happened? <laughs> um, and obviously, through the course of the game, you either find it out or you cause it.
1: <laughs> what what I kind of like is you can then, you know, in tomorrow, you see that your landlord is, is, is all beaten and bruised. But... Um, if you happen to try and interfere in the time stream and tell the tell the person in yesterday, uh, maybe you know it sort of goes into a somewhat white room sort of thing, saying that you know you um, you've just broken the time stream. I'm going to give you a chance to not do this again.
0: Well, I think there's, there's probably a neater way of doing that. I think what you need to do there maybe is you set up some mutually exclusive things where you make it clear that yes, you can interfere with the landlord getting beaten up, but that literally means you can't get something that you will need to solve a puzzle. And so it's kind of, and you can show the results of it. Like you can, that you stop them and you go to tomorrow and they're like, Hey, like, thanks for helping me. Like, I'm going to give you free rent for the next three years. But you obviously make it clear through hints and stuff that, Oh shit. Actually, I have to let him get beaten up. Look like a coward because I need to like. Oh, so because you've get-
1: done that, now you need to actually beat the shit out of this guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I don't necessarily mean that you have to do it yourself. Well, maybe, it's, it's one know. of the only
1: ways to actually get this thing to happen. So, you this is an extra puzzle that basically you're causing yourself by by trying to stop this guy from being beaten up. You well, work I was more thinking down that- like a harder harder part. I
0: was more thinking that you have the opportunity to essentially like change your decision about things because you've got this um, power. So like you see the landlord get beaten up. You've seen in the future that he's beaten up. You f- you get to that point in the sort of in-, in yesterday where that happens. You stop it from happening. You know, you jump forward to the future. You see that result, but you've realized that, oh shit, I need, I actually need him to get beaten up so that I can, so that the door's broken like t- today or something that's going to let me do something else. So you go back to before he got beaten up yesterday <laughs> and this time let it happen. Right. So it's that sort of thing where you're, you're, you're able to affect certain, and it, this would all be scripted. Like it's all certain things. It's yeah. not a, I'm not, I'm not talking that we have a, a whole systems based thing of, of, of events from, to you know, the day before affecting, um, but yeah, I like that idea of certain sort of essentially mutually exclusive puzzles where to do the right thing, it means that you can't get further in the game. It's that you can't solve this thing and get back to a normal time stream. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it means the landlord thinks you're a dick because you sat there and watched it happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> in fact, you were aching it on.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> you get to like choose from different dialogue options to say while well, it's happening and-
1: Duck. Yeah. Oh, you've, you ducked into that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's really cool. All right. Let's quickly do we one more. Do one more. Yeah. Off you go,
1: Ben. What three words?
0: Airports. Mm-hmm. Effortless. Computes.
1: Okay. Are you a traffic, air, or air, air traffic controller?
0: Yeah, that- maybe something around that, or maybe some sort of automation around air traffic.
1: hmm I, I I seem to remember that there were a few iOS games that were based around that, though. About yeah, when to I know, bring game, like, When to bring planes in and all this sort of stuff.
0: Mm, is this around helping people get through an airport? <laughs> Computing <laughs> where to put travelators and... Or you're trying to make it as difficult as possible <laughs> you
1: get you get more money if people have to buy more than one flight
0: <laughs> yeah, you're you're trying to slow them down, make them miss their connections, make them go through as many shops as possible so they have to buy stuff. <laughs> Exit through the gift store <laughs> yeah your your gate is in gift store three. <laughs>
1: Oh, there's just something so wrong about that. It's like, and on your way out, make sure that you.
0: (laughs) you I think maybe yeah. I think maybe we'll find a different one. (laughs) All right, shrimp. Undertaken, employing. Ooh, okay. So I kind of went with undertaken to an undertaker. Yes,
1: that's where my mind was going as well, but. I'm not sure whether I'm going The Undertaker from the WWE <laughs> or whether I'm going An Undertaker in the Wild Wild West.
0: Um, I don't know anything about the WWE, so let's not do that. An Undertaker doesn't have to be the Wild Wild West though, right? It
1: can just be a, a mortician.
0: A mortician, essentially. Yep. like Funeral arrangements and such. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my
1: God, no! Don't go there. Um, what, what, what were the three words again?
0: Shrimp, shrimp. Yep. Undertaken. Yep. Employing.
1: Okay. So is this literally like a comedy of errors that occurs at at like the buffet of a wake?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, a bit of, like, Death at a Funeral sort of vibe?
1: Either Death at a Funeral or, like, Six Feet Under sort of...
0: Yeah. You know, it's the family. Black humour.
1: Black humour. um, And basically, you know, the shrimp is somewhat off. So you know mm-hmm. that you got to try and keep people away from it. Um, But there's other things that keep on going down that... That sort of.
0: Are you just is this a game where you are basically trying to prevent people from dying at this funeral at this wake?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that if you don't play it well, it becomes multiple deaths at a funeral. Mm-hmm. But then you got to think that's pretty good for the bottom line.
0: <laughs> I don't. I feel like let's go with the former without the latter, maybe just because. That's maybe a bit too dark.
1: Okay, so maybe um, they wouldn't choose you and it would actually, um, if they all died at your funeral, they wouldn't choose you to- to
0: Yeah, I think it's just, uh, you're not going to get a good reputation from people dying at your funeral. Also, you just don't want people to die. Like, you're a nice guy. Yes. Or person. Um... (laughs) So are there just these like lemmings like wake goers wandering around that you're trying to <laughs> like spin plates to prevent from
1: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta like that you gotta you gotta position, you know, great Aunt Carol in um in the in like um this area leading up to the shrimp because she just stops everyone and starts telling them long winded stories and you sort <laughs> of you notice that so you move like her that. into into the path and
0: <laughs> you know what this is? <laughs> This is reverse hitman. <laughs> so it's that style of thing. You've got all the sort of different people around. You're wandering around as the funeral director, as the undertaker, around this wake, trying to help people out. And you can, you can do things that then essentially make people shift their routine and shift their stuff. And so it's sort of, you you want to be able to do the best run you can, and you're only going to be able to do that by, like, triggering certain events, understanding where everyone is at different times. You're going to play through this level multiple times. Is
1: it kind of like a Groundhog Day sort of situation that you wake (laughs) up every day and it's like, oh, my God, you know, same same (laughs) music (laughs) on the (laughs) thing.
0: Yeah. No, I love that because literally the first day, just, like, ten people die at this funeral, and you're just, like, standing there... With no way to do anything about it, because it's just all happening too quickly, uh, as all these things cascade and these people die around you. And then, yeah, you wake up again the next day and you're like, oh, shit, okay. Uh, Uncle Johnny got drunk and fell off the like stair- the top of the stairs at the landing, so that's the first thing I'm going to tackle.
1: <laughs> oh, I- I'm thinking that the first time, obviously, you don't know that that's going to happen. You walk into yeah. work- and they're, they're setting up for the funeral the same way that it was mm-hmm. the day before. And and you're sort of like, okay, I've got another chance at this.
0: Oh, I like that idea that you've sort of got a setup section before guests get there. And then you've got the s- sort of moments during the actual funeral where you can do things like redirect great aunt Janice to a certain person. Yeah. To a certain person because you know that she's going to tell long-winded stories and hold them up. So, I, I love
1: the idea that you find out, okay... The shrimp is bad, so you you fix the freezer that, um, obviously, it was broken, and therefore, yep. you know, um, it was just about to shut off, and, you know, it was, like, in the morning, or it turns out that that wasn't actually the the problem. It was the fact that the intern actually took out the shrimp and put it out on the, on the bench, like, at so 10 o'clock like- in the morning, and it was still out at 3 o'clock when the wake was. You know, so yep. it fully defrosted and got too warm and all this sort of stuff. So then when you work that out, then you can spend time of, okay, get the intern to not take it out yet. But then there's other things that actually can then occur that actually cause this mm-hmm. thing to happen.
0: I think to, to make it not too repetitive, frustrating and repetitive that you'd need maybe certain choices that you essentially can tick on or off once you've done them once. Yep. As long as there aren't like mutual exclusive or whatever, like other things that affect them. But uh, yeah, essentially you can go, okay, today I'm going to tick, 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 tick. And then you can jump to particular points in the day or something. Um, Cause yeah, essentially you're just, you're just trying to puzzle this out to, to do the sequence of events. Yep. Maybe you have to do, or maybe there's just an achievement for doing a like real time run after you've sort of figured out all the different things that you need to do in a day there's an achievement for actually going through and, and doing them all and remembering basically, them all basically
1: if you do if you do it all in one run which i think you can only do from like the second run or so but even then i mean
0: whatever you let you let the speedrunners jump into the very first one and if they've just played the game before then it'll they can make it all go well but you have to remember like 47 different choices or something that have to happen at particular times.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, you know, um, great aunt Janice, you know, she's standing over um, underneath like a big moose head and the moose head during the earthquake happens to shake off and impale <laughs> during her. During
0: the earthquake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, whereas, you know, when you've when you've redirected her and uh, battened down the hatches and, you know- Put all the glasses away, then the earthquake just becomes a funny story they tell about, you know, how the Lord didn't want, you know, <laughs> uh, cousin Frank to <laughs> to die. And so he sent an earthquake during his week. Um,
1: I'm just wondering whether, like, when you get through this whole thing and you go into the next day, whether... Hmm. Whether you think that it's the next day and you wake up and it's like, even though everyone survived, like, it's still repeating the day again.
0: (laughs) You're just like, oh, fuck. I just had to meet, I just had to meet the woman in my dreams. That was actually the whole thing.
1: (laughs) Um, No, that's, that's really cool. I think that does bring us to the end of tonight, though
0: that does definitely bring us to the end of this episode. So thank you for joining us this week on BitStorm. If you want to find us online, go to pochaser.com slash BitStorm, check out all of our previous episodes, leave us a review. Uh, you can, you can leave us a whole podcast review, or you can go to this specific episode, uh, page and, and leave a review for, for tonight. Tell us what you thought, uh, and what maybe you thought we could have done differently.
1: Mm. Um, so for the last, Two hundred and twenty episodes. Curadust has given us the the wonderful use of one of their songs. We didn't originally use meant to find, so I just remembered. We actually that's used true. a different one yeah. when we started. Uh, that's that's interesting. Uh, I'm trying to remember what what song it was. I think it was Heavy Space
0: Hypnotica. Oh, Heavy sp-
1: Hypnotica was too yeah, straight yeah. that So.
0: That's true, yeah. Um, yeah I, think have, I think we used heavy,
1: heavy space process. for, like, the first five episodes. Uh, that's lots of fun. Uh, I would like to thank Kuradas now for allowing us to use Mount Defiance. Offer of the album containment failure. We gracefully gave it, gave ourselves permission.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that's our bed. Uh Yeah. <laughs> I love how you do that every week. It's like, oh, thanks, Kuradas. <laughs> <laughs> So, thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. And I'm going to huff and puff and take you home.